Um, so, after Genesis, we get Exodus. So, um, second book of the Bible, second book written by uh, Moses. The events of the book span approximately 100 years. Um, and just about uh, Moses writing this book in the first five books, um, I think we get an idea of that in um, Exodus 17, verse 14. I'll just read it for us. So it says, And Jehovah said to Moses, Write this for a memorial in the book. And here we get an idea that this was um, something that Moses was adding to a book that he is already writing. Um, and this is its a distinct book. He wasn't starting something new. He wasn't um, just writing the events that are happening from then on. He was already writing something. So in chapter 1 of Exodus, verse 7, we get a verse that says, And the, and the children of Israel were fruitful, and increased abundantly and multiplied and waxed exceeding mighty, and the land was filled with them. Um, and this is a reminder of the instruction that humanity was given in the Garden of Eve um, after, sorry, Garden of Eden, after um, creation, when God told them be fruitful and multiply. But then sin came into the world, and God then used Abraham, as we heard, to. Um, to bless the nation. So we, we, he gets the promise that says your descendants um, will be um, like a vehicle by which God will bless all nations. And so in Exodus we are reminded of this and then but we see that the children of Israel um, are slaves. And the question is then asked, well, in what position are they in that they would be able to bless all nations? Um, and it's almost um, um, like we are getting um, an idea that God is about to do something great. And he's about to use the children of Israel as the vehicle that will bless the nations from here on out. And so um, we get um, the events of the book. I'm just going to run through them quickly. I think we are, um, we are familiar with them. So at the start, we get the birth of Moses um, and Moses lives in the land of Egypt for 40 years. So his life can be divided into three sets of 40s. The first 40 was in the land of Egypt. Um, Moses commits murder in the land of Egypt, and he, um, he flees to the land of Midian, where he spends the second 40 years of his life. Um, in Midian, he is called by God to return to the children of Israel to save them, to redeem them from um, from there and then and so Moses goes back and there we get the ten plagues and the Passover um, and finally the children of Israel leave after this and so that is when we get the actual exodus so exodus means the departure of um, a lot of people from a certain area so uh, the book is named after this event so after they leave Egypt, they reach the Red Sea, and we get the crossing of the Red Sea. Um, then they go into the wilderness, um, and in Mount Sinai, they receive the, the Ten Commandments and the instructions on how to build the tabernacle. And the tabernacle was um, a tent in which God would dwell with his people. Um, Moses comes down from the mountain and he sees that the children of Israel have built a golden calf, an idol, to worship. Um, he breaks the, the Ten Commandments, the stones on which they were written, in anger. 
But then he goes up again and he gets new ones. And then finally the book is finished off with um, the building of the tabernacle. So um, one theme that we can um, see very clearly in the book of Exodus is redemption. And redemption means to be um, taken from a place of slavery and be made free. Um, so it is a change of position. Also, it is a change of state. So the Israelites, are, um, so they were slaves, obviously, and then they were free. But also, they were living a life away from God. And then when they left Egypt, they were given instructions, commandments on um, how they would live um, according to God's way. Um, and so we could also divide the book um, up in a way that really shows this um, theme. So if we were to take the first 10 chapters of the book, we can see the need for redemption. Um, and if we read from Exodus 3, verse 7, so this was God speaking to Moses, and he says, And the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people, which are in Egypt, and have heard their cry by reason of their taskmasters, for I know their sorrows, and I am come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians, and to bring them up out of that land, unto a good land and a large, unto a land flowing with milk and honey. And so, so here we see that there is a need for redemption, a need for saving, because the Israelites were oppressed. Um, and then if we take from chapters 11 to chapter 15, we can see the method of redemption. Here we can see um, two things, um, redemption through the shedding of blood and redemption by strength. So what I mean by that, um, the Passover was celebrated for the first time in the book of Exodus, and that was a lamb was slain and his blood was um, put on the outside of the door, and anyone who was inside that house was saved because of the shedding of that blood. And then it's the redemption by strength, we get that in the parting of the Red Sea. Only God could part of the Red Sea, or part any sea, in, in such a way and allow his people to walk through, um, where it says they walked on dry ground, and then when they were chased down by the Egyptians, they, the Egyptians were killed. Um, so that shows us how they were saved by strength. And I want to read two verses that really show... Um, they really show God's um, plan because these really reflect our redemption nowadays um, and what the Lord has done for us. So if we read from 1 Peter 1.18, um, and this is in regards to the redemption through the shedding of blood, it says, um, For as much as you know that you were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ as, a, as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. So the Lord Jesus himself was that lamb, the one through, um, through his death we were saved. Um, and secondly, I'll read from 1 Thessalonians 4. And this is redemption through, through strength. In verse 16 it says, For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, 
and so shall we ever be with the Lord. And here we see um, the, the redemption through strength, and that the Lord is able to call us to be with him. He, um, he calls us out of the world, um, which um, the sea is a picture of, um, and we are able to be with him. Um, and just um, uh, two verses um, in regards to the, um, the, ver- the events that happen in Exodus. So um, I've already mentioned them, but just for the verses' sake. So in Exodus 12, verse 13, it says, And the blood shall be to you for a token upon the houses where you are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you, and the plague shall not be upon you to destroy you when I smite the land of Egypt. Um, and then also in Exodus 14, 21, this is at the Red Sea. It says, And Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and the Lord caused the sea to go back by a strong east wind all that night and made the sea dry land, and the waters were divided. And the children of Israel went into the midst of the sea upon the dry ground, and the waters were a wall upon them on their right hand and on their left. So this is the, um, the method of redemption. Um, following on from that, we get the maturity of redemption or the maturity of the redeemed, um, and that is verses 16 to 24. Uh, sorry, chapter 16 to 24, um, and a key verse for that is in um, chapter 20, verse 2, in which um, it says, "I am the Lord thy God, which has brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage," and it goes on to list the Ten Commandments. So. Here, the, the Israelites are told how to mature after being saved, um, and they are told how to follow God um, in a way that pleases Him. And then finally, from chapters 25 to the end of the book, so 25 to 40, um, we get the goal of the redemption. Why did God do it in the first place? Um, and we get that answer in uh, chapter 25, verse 8. It says, and let them make a sanctuary that I may dwell among them. So the reason why God redeemed his people um, is because he wanted to dwell with them. He wants to have a relationship with them. Um, And that is why we get the building of the tabernacle, um, the place in which God will dwell with his people. We also see um, redemption from three things. Firstly, redemption from judgment. Um, the Israelites, they were not judged as the Egyptians were in the last plague. Um, so as I've read, it says when he sees the blood, he will pass over them. So they were not judged in the way the Egyptians were. Secondly, they um, were redeemed from the world. Um, Egypt is a picture of the world. And um, that is because it is where the people of God are troubled. It is where the people of God are oppressed. And so um, the people of God were redeemed from that place and taken away from it. And lastly, they um, were redeemed from the enemy. So Pharaoh himself died at the Red Sea, and he is a picture of the devil himself, the ruler of the world, the ruler of Egypt. Um, And yeah, so the Israelites, again, they were redeemed from the enemy as we are today. I just wanted to share something that I personally liked about the book and I thought was quite um, encouraging. So in chapter 4, when Moses is called um, by God to go save the Israelites, he gives three responses, three excuses 
that because he didn't want to go. So he says they won't believe me. Then he says um, I can't speak well. And then finally he says just send someone else. Um, and I want to contrast this um, lack of faith um, to what it says about Moses after he died. So this is um, a verse in Deuteronomy 34, verse 10. Um, so Moses had just died, and it says about him, And there arose not a prophet since in Israel like Moses, whom the Lord knew face to face. So what I liked about this contrast is that um, sometimes we can think of ourselves that we are not useful to God, that we cannot speak well, um, we don't know enough, um, and we... We want to say to God, just use someone else um, instead of me. But I wanted to really highlight here how Moses followed where God called him. Um, he had lack of faith in himself. He um, didn't think that he could say the right things, but he obeyed where God called him and the Lord provided a way for him. Um, so it is encouraging for us to know that where God calls us, he also provides a way for us um, to serve him in a good way. Um, um, and then finally, just to um, close off this introduction, at the end of the book, Moses could not enter into the tabernacle himself. And that is because the, the glory of God had um, dwelt in a place. And Moses, being a sinful man, could not enter into a place with a holy God. And it presents a predicament for us. Well, what do we do now? Um, if we're in that place, what is the solution? Um, and... The book sort of ends in that way. We don't have that solution, but then the next book comes along, and that is Leviticus, in which the priests are ordained, in which we get the sacrifices and what is acceptable to God. Mm -hmm.